died quickly. <laughs> yes, but according to the old farmer's Wikipedia, the amazing thing about kif species is that the remains continue suffering for up to six hours after death. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about The Beast with a Billion Backs, Part 2. Hey everybody, we are sorry for not showing up last week, but it was kind of a rough week for both of us. I lived a week without internet. It was the dark times. It was the dark times. And also, I think I was sick or something. I don't quite remember. It was a it was a volley of you going to weddings and being sick back to back to back to back. Uh-huh. My, it was a whole thing. It's my, my base state. Be going to weddings and then getting sick and then just being sick. Going to another wedding and Welcome getting sick Welcome to again. your summers and your late 20s. I definitely had a summer where I went to six weddings. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I've only ever had to go to two in one time, and that's that's good. That's a good number of weddings. I, I sp- they are a little rough when they're both on the other side of the country, and they are not short enough. Uh, not uh, They're two weeks apart, so you kind of have to go back and come back, mm-hmm. and it's not great. Anyway, we are not... I, <laughs> we, we are sorry, but we are here now, and we are in a new space. It's true. I have moved. The studio has moved. Um... I hope it's not too echoey in here. We do not have anything on the walls in the studio as of yet. I am still in the process of unpacking everything. I'm not even officially out of my old place yet. Um, and so there's, We have two <laughs> venues where we could record. There's a lot going on. There's also I live with cats now, so if they ever get real feisty, you may hear some cats in the background. Some unsolicited cameos. Um, Catios? No, a catio is a thing where you build a patio for your cats. Ooh, that's a good idea, I, actually. Yeah, I had some friends back home who who did that. They they got a, a little door installed in their back window that led into this uh, area that was uh, like a, a chain-link fence so that... Oh, they, I have they seen those still videos. Had like, yeah. yeah, they had like open space to like be cats outside and look at things and roll around on the cement and all of that but they couldn't get out and like cause havoc or uh-huh. be eaten by coyotes or, or run anything. away or anything, yeah, yeah exactly so that's what a catio is mm-hmm. unsolicited cat cameos are what you're gonna hear on this podcast now are cat cat meows okay cat meows cat meows cat meows there it is yep or maybe just cameows Ooh. Boom. Nailed it. All right. You heard it here first. Cami cameos. <laughs> I love the I have to remember what I said for a moment. Yep. I'm I'm gonna say the regular wait, nope, that's not the one. Man, I I've been in the process of moving for like three weeks at this point. My brain is fried. Speaking of fries, let's talk about back to the future Futurama. First off, that sounds like the best kit segue I've ever heard. 
<clears throat> uh, Beast with a Billion Backs Part 2. That's a lot of backs there, Ben. It's a billion backs. It's, it's, it's a large amount of backs. It's a lot of backs. So we get a previously on Futurama where Kiff, is, Kiff delivers that line and his head explodes for some reason. I mean, so many of but, the previously is, is for some reason. Yeah, there's not... I don't think there's a lot of effort that goes into any of those because we've we've dunked on a couple of them at yeah. this point. Very little thought, very little uh, execution. That's fine, I guess. Uh, so we start out the actual episode itself at our motherboard of Mercy Hospital, where Bender is in the hospital after his uh, after touching his butt to the anomaly out in outer space. He doesn't really remember anything other than blinding light and searing ass pain. So he gets his black box and he says on the black box, he says the light it's blinding and the ass pain is searing. Oh, that's what happened. It's no additional information, but it is very good. But he has the black box to back him up. So he that's knows. True. He doesn't have, he, he, <laughs> Also, the the searing ass pain has put him in the hospital. So that is kind of that's ass pain. All right. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of ass pain. Good. It's a large amount of ass pain. Yes. It's a large pain in the ass. Is it too late to rename our podcast a large amount of ass pain? I mean, probably (laughs) tweeted us at ass pain. At ass pain. Ooh, we're starting this one off strong. Man, every time every time we have a, a break in podcasting, we forget how to podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm just double-checking to see if um, oh. there is oh, a Twitter no. account at AssPain, but they haven't tweeted yet. They've been... They joined November 2008. Okay. so 10 years ago, almost. They're squatting on AssPain. They're squatting on AssPain. <laughs> <laughs> You got that right. This is what we do is so I don't even have the words anymore. Anyway, so uh while he's complaining of the searing ass pain, Amy brings in Calculon who who uh is basically coming in for one of those kind of photo ops where mm-hmm. Calculon comes in and comforts a, you know, a somebody that's in a hospital and uh gives Bender some free acting and then leaves. Yep, that is exactly what happens he does point out that um you know usually you've got to pay for that level of acting but you know bender gets it for free what with being in the hospital and all and what with the searing ass pain exactly wadding on ass pain anyways um (laughs) meanwhile back at upscale human domicile number whatever that i didn't write down this time two four eight seven two four eight seven i definitely paused and was like i need to write this number down they, that, I don't know why that number was very important to me, but that's how at, there's at least 2,487 of these domiciles. So somebody somewhere has 2487 as their pin number. So the price of a large. So well, that's 1077. Oh, right. Darn it. A price Same of as my two. pin number. Oh, no, that math does not compute. No, it does not. So 2.74. Fry is moving out from 
his girlfriend's apartment, um, whose name I have already forgotten. Colleen. Colleen. Definitely looked it up. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think her name is even mentioned in this episode. I don't think so, no. Um, I mean, she only makes two quick appearances, That's but fair. I don't think anybody says her name the entire time. So if you didn't see episode one, well, you're really confused all pretty much throughout regardless. And so, yeah, she's... Uh, Except so he, for maybe the ass pain. <laughs> I mean, it was on the black box and everything. You can't be confused about that because it was on the black box. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Fry's moving out um, because he was not happy in this relationship with Colleen and her five other boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even remember what she says, but she's trying to like get him to stay and then basically where did we go wrong one of her boyfriends comes out wearing just a towel and fry is just like no i don't want any part of this and moves out this episode has a lot of like cuts where fry does one thing and then it goes back and somebody else does one thing and then it cuts back to fry and it's I'm, true it's fry, very hard to parse something. fry has a lot of these just little moments like this where it's like one quick scene and then um he's off kind of doing whatever else but meanwhile back at planet express bender comes in announcing i'm back idiots and he's got the the like wheelchair wheels kind of like he had back in war is the h word uh-huh. he definitely detaches them and hangs them on a coat rack uh-huh that's convenient it's very convenient it also asks why does he come in with wheels the attention is, mostly isn't an accessory choice i mean it's bender i'm gonna say it's the attention <laughs> it's fair it's not the searing ass pain anymore that's done that's they fixed it it's they all fixed good. it and he credits calculon as the sole reason that he is better it's true zoidberg uh wishes he could go to the hospital because he's very sick and then sneezes mucus or what I'm hoping is some kind of mucus all over everybody. It's pretty gross. They kind of up the grossness that Zoidberg is. Not that he's not gross, but he kind they kind of up it. Well, when you are just a movie that you can do by yourself instead of having Fox censor the crap out of it, yeah. you go full Zoidberg. Uh, it's really my my main question is or thought is you can go full Zoidberg, but do you want to? Is that pleasurable in any way? You know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, I go full Zoidberg. <laughs> I uh, I now know a whole lot more about you, Ben, in, in specifically, and uh, yeah. I don't have a, a second part of that, that sentence. Um, so <laughs> um, Bender's like, yeah, so since Calculon made me all better and it was all him that did it, I have a new goal in life because, because of Calculon's phenomenal acting. And Hermes is like, what, you want to co-star on his TV show? Because you already did that. It's, <laughs> I like the fact that they call back to that and it's like, Hey, this has already happened. This plot right. has already happened. And then he, then Bender says, "No, I want to be a stalker." Which I believe Leela is the one that says, "That's not really a career. That's more of a felony." I mean, one man's felony is another man's career. I suppose that is correct. Bender basically just steals a ton of stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
mean, that was the point of the whole last movie. It's true. It was his big score. Uh-huh. That blew up half the universe, caused the anomaly that started this movie. Have you noticed that the titles of these movies are obsessed with the letter B? We've got Bender's Big Score, The Beast with a Billion Backs. There is a lot of ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. The next one is Bender's Game? Bender's Game, and then Into the Wild green yonder there's no there's bees no- in that but it starts out on a very bee heavy note it's three bees in a row it's like the better business bureau exactly but futurama, and they can't be trusted this futurama better business bureau can be right back to the better business bureau yeah the podcast btt bbb so many bees <laughs> god we are so bad at this when we when we take a week off I like how you added when we take a week off. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a base level. <laughs> That's fair. And then um, I, as long as nobody reports us to the Better Podcast Bureau, the BPP. <laughs> the BPB. Or the, the podcast police, the PP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just not even a joke. There's nothing you can make out of a joke out of the PP. Not at all. So Bender decides that because he's going to be a stalker he sees that there's a flash mob heading for calculon's plastic surgeon's office so he goes as part of this flash mob to this uh surgeon's office where he calculon is getting enlargement yes i don't remember what the doctor said uh something about like basically i made it larger but like be careful with it i think it's i I've made it as large as I can, but you be care. Yeah, I think yeah. it's be careful with it, or it's you're 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 not going to want to show this outside or something. Right, I don't it's know. some cautionary thing. I did not take the time to note it yeah. down because I didn't want to rewind it to have to hear that yeah, line I, again. I I also don't really like there there are shots within this that obfuscate his crotch, so I'm pretty sure it's just a a, a not even a joke, just a reference to penis enlargement. It's, yep, it's Calculon's Penis Enlargement, my new band and name. <laughs> a plot point in this episode of a television show. At this point, this flash mob bursts in. There are some really obsessed fans, including a human woman who is like, have my babies, um, mm-hmm. or I want to have your babies would be no, the no. actual. Well, <laughs> what, what she said is, I want you to have my baby, which is interesting choice. He did just get a penis enlargement. Who knows what rope enlarged Who robot knows penises what robot do? Robot penises can do. <laughs> what can robot penises do for you? Uh, it's UPS's new mo- motto. What can <laughs> no, robot penises? Do. All right, we're do going to Ben you. Google's that corner and is kind of upset with the results. Uh. So, oh, oh no. Oh, Ben. Oh, my no. I mean, there's a lot of results. <laughs> 542,000 results. But, but there is an onion video <laughs> called A Future Where All Robots Have Penises. I don't, I, I don't, 
Oh, snap. Male sex robots with bionic penises coming in 2018. That's this Whoa, year. We are living in the penis enlargement future. We are living in the future where all robots have penises. Well, I... I'm sorry I went down this road. Yes, I... I, I think I am too, and I'm pretty sure our... our uh, Usually our, our episodes are pretty safe for work. This is bordering on that. I mean, we haven't said any bad words. Uh-huh. Just challenging thoughts. Yes. <laughs> you could say that. Challenging, dangerous, not safe for work thoughts and beliefs. Uh, but yes, uh, there's all <laughs> sorts of crazy fans there. And Bender is a part of it. He's like snapping pictures. And he's not. he's definitely not the craziest fan. He is just part of this flash right. mob. Calculon ends up throwing a robot, not Bender, at the crowd, and and that's where it cuts away from the scene. So we go back to Planet Express. The professor is up in his lab, uh, which he calls the what did he call it? Oh, the 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 lab. Yeah. Uh, the well, he he says it's an emergency and rushes everyone to the Calamatorium. Right, but. He is at the smelloscope, and he is smelling the anomaly, which uh, he has Leela smell, and she says that it smells like angel dust. And he says that it's a discontinuous uh, magnetic field. Electromagnetic field. Ah, I see. I missed the electro on that. That's very important. That's true. A discontinuous electron... It's a mouthful. (laughs) Whatever the thing, <laughs> the we thing. we we gave you all the pieces. <laughs> you're adults. We gave. We you hope all you're the adults, clues. considering how much we just talked about robot penises. Ah, we gave you all the clues. So you know Mr. you can police. You can put that all together into the thing the professor said, and then I'm sure it has some basis in science, but I don't remember that in physics. And it turns out this is what Wernstrom was trying to warn them about at the end of the last episode. Um, and, and, and instead the professor crack slammed him mm-hmm. and the professor, uh, notes that he's been a vainglorious fool, mm-hmm. which I learned is a real word because my spell check did not autocorrect it. That's good to know. It's a cool word. I'm going to start cool using word. it all the time. I, I think you should. Mm-hmm. I have no strong rebuke on this. The professor ends up calling Warnstrom via Hermes, who then immediately after getting Warnstrom on the line, professor's like, I'm not here. Yeah, right. Like, why? It's just his natural doing? impulse. He hates Warnstrom that much. It's true. Um, but he apologizes for being so stubborn. and A vainglorious fool. And stubborn. Because I think he, he says... I'm just trying okay. to use vainglorious in sentences, <laughs> and it's the only sentence I know. With vainglorious in it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... I've been taken aback by vainglorious fools. Professor offers a scientist, scientific collaboration, which Wernstrom accepts, standing up and showing that he's wearing a Speedo. Right, okay. Why is he wearing a Speedo with a lab coat? Theories, go. Well, he's on a conference call. Uh-huh. Who wears pants on a conference call? I mean, I do, because I'm always in my office at work on conference calls. That's fair. Now, for, let's just go to our our holodeck and just say, hey, what if you're not at work? Maybe you were working from home that day. So, okay. If this was a possibility. Okay, stop the simulation. Oh, oh wow. What you okay, are... Stop. Beow. 
what you're telling me is that when you work from home and you're on a conference call, you do not wear pants. I mean, I am trying to get the good home comfort, but while still working. So I put on my nice shirts. Okay. As I do. Okay. And what else do you need? Okay. So on the record, no pants. This certainly isn't any kind of joke. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start up that, the hollow deck again. Oh, uh, we broke it. it. We broke it. I don't know why. That's where I went. <laughs> <clears throat> I just sort of hit a point where my voice wasn't going any higher. And I was and like, like, all right, I got to cool. make a choice. I made a choice. <laughs> And now the holodeck is broken. Well, it's going to be another three episodes until we can get it fixed. Uh-huh. So, uh... <laughs> Have we done anything in this episode? My my next note... <laughs> my next note is that they stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> <laughs> So they they do that thing I said. They collaborate. <laughs> they do that thing I said. Wernstrom has his little um, electromagnetic field to simulate the anomaly. And he points out that robots can't go through uh, by throwing a little cute robot into it and it just explodes. Sure. And then he takes out a laboratory koala. Yeah, of course. Throws it through and points out that a organic being can go through just fine mm-hmm. uh, as part of this he throws the koala through and it just goes out the open window and smashes into the ground yeah i mean it was a it was laboratory grade koala it's true and it did go unharmed through the anomaly it just did not remain unharmed after passing through i i was yes i'm trying to pull it back from the he literally killed an animal <laughs> well <laughs> It may have impact uh, foreshadowing on the plot. You never know what's going to happen now on the other side of the anomaly. Maybe you smash into the ground like that koala did. Meanwhile, at Calculon's, Bender is in Calculon's bed while Calculon is sleeping in it. Well, I believe Calculon comes in and lays down, closing his eyes for a moment and then saying, Hey, why are you here? Oh, yes, that is what happens. I forgot that because I... I just assumed that Calculon would have noticed a bender sleeping and not even sleeping, sitting in his bed, staring at him, smoking a cigar. I don't think Calculon is um, good No, at what he does. Well, what he does is not notice things. It's what true. He's, he's not, he's not programmed. Acting talent. He's not programmed to notice things. That is correct. He is programmed to act and that is it. Right. So I, I just don't think he's observant. He lays down. He notices Bender, and then Bender shows him a diorama of how much of the friends they are now, because ben is, Bender is going through a stalking period, and Calculon designates him his official stalker. And then turns out the night... Well, there's a whole... There is a whole bit about, like, you're not going to kill me, are you? And then after Bender points out, no, 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 I'm just here to stalk you, there's no killing involved... Then that whole thing happens, and then so that's enough for Calculon. So he just turns out the light, and then Bender's eyes 
like extend out of his head to stare at Calculon in the dark harder. Uh, I believe Calculon notices and looks at him and the eyes just go a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Very good little visual gag. See, a good stalker doesn't care if he's noticed because he's just there to stalk. He's not there to hide. Mm -hmm. And Bender's doing a good job at this thing that he is doing now. I don't know where I was going. No, with I that. don't know either. I do not condone stalking. Yeah, back to the Futurama does not condone stalking. We do not. Um, we can talk more about robot penises if that. Back to the Futurama does not condone robot penises. <laughs> now hold on. <laughs> what? Why are you allowed to speak for the podcast on the topic of? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I thought it would be a funny joke, but you're right. We need to sit down and workshop it and come to a, a consensus. I'm neutral on robot penises. I need to find more information about them before i make any snap judgments it's true Re- more research is required i'm sorry i brought it back up so <laughs> um the two professors take their findings to earth president richard nixon they are trying to get another expedition to the to the anomaly uh, Nixon rebukes them saying you East coast intellectuals had your chance and considers this a military matter now. Yep. And then, uh, and you know what that means? Our favorite character, Zap Brennigan. My next note literally just says Zap says some xenophobic expletive deleted. Yeah. So. The, the, the speech, I didn't even pay attention. I just wrote down Zap who gives a speech. He definitely does. Do I'm that. not interested yes. in the details. So the professors are against it. Uh, they say less invasions, more equations. I would be. Good I would slogan. agree with that. Yeah. And the uh, professors get beaten by the cops, including Colleen, who, as we remember from last episode, was promoted to the chief of police. Uh-huh. Now, why is the chief of police like doing this kind of menial task work of beating up some? old men who will we will never know it's true i mean could be any reason really maybe she just wanted to beat some old men (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't even get through that without laughing bender is there with calculon and he's like man this is this was really more of a job for the league of robots and calculon is like the league of robots is a made-up tv show that like they're not real and really gets on bender's case about it sure it's it's not a real thing right is the consensus we need to understand from that scene and then there's this sort of weird joke where bender is really upset about it and so a single tear rolls down his cheek and then amy is sad because kiff is going on this military mission and so a single tear rolls down her cheek And then the professor is literally being beaten by the cops. So a single tear rolls down his cheek. It's kind of a weird joke. It is kind of a weird joke. I'm kind of into it, but it's like, it's kind of weird, I think. It also, uh, Fry has watched uh, the old, the professors being beaten by Colleen. And Colleen's uh, helmet flies off and her hair goes, you know, that kind of like glamorous flowing in the wind kind of way. And... It looks like she just got out of the shower with some herbal essences shampoo. Exactly. That that those those commercials. 
I'm just in a mood tonight, you apparently. sure are. So Fry watches that dejectedly and just says he feels like he needs to go away forever, which Leela agrees. Sometimes I do agree you need to go away forever, which is kind of a rough thing to say to a person. Yeah, like, it's... Whoa, hold on, Leela, that sucked. <laughs> I mean, now, here's the thing. Okay. As a pretty classic introvert, there are definitely times where I feel like Everybody needs to go away forever. Now, sure. Do I say that to the person's face? No. I go off and hide in a different room for a bit. Yes. Pop out my uh, Game Boy and then play some Game Boy. Right. You're like, I got to see my friends in Animal Crossing Town. Right. I'd pull out some Pokemons and then I You battle them. I battle them. I catch them all. Some of them. I catch most of them. (laughs) I catch them all, kind of. I catch most of them because, let's be honest, I'm lazy at this point. Sure. That there's a whole lot of them. There's a whole lot of them. And then I battle them for a bit. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I've I've introverted mm-hmm. for a bit. I, I played some Pokemon. Sure. And then I come back out. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're friends again. I never had feelings about how I want you to go away forever. Sure. That's a lie. I don't know who told you that. Who would tell? Who would say that? That's such a mean thing to say, which leads back to Leela saying it to Fry. It's kind of a mean thing to say, which is really kind of a mean thing to say. She should have pulled out a Game Boy and she played should've. some Pokemon. Exactly. She would get. <laughs> you just got to go to Pallet Town, and then you got got to recharge there with your your Bulbasaur. Okay. Now, real question though. Yes. Which starting Pokemon? does Leela pick? Oh, I was I thought you were going to ask me which one I picked, which is easy. It's Bulbasaur. I love Bulbasaur. I always go with the water types in every Interesting. In every edition. I do tend to go to grass types. It's very funny that neither of us go to fire cuz a lot of people like those fire types. But Leela, which one does she pick? I mean, we're talking classic or just oh, type, cl- right? Classic. Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle. Which one does she pick? Well, okay, so Bender would probably pick uh uh, a squirtle because he identifies with turtles already yes exactly perfect so and leela is a pretty good tactician mm-hmm. she would know that bender who for whatever reason or know they're gonna battle each other she would pick bulbasaur because bulbasaur because charmander is weak to squirtle that 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 is my theory okay see i well yeah, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bulbasaur, but I'm gonna go for different reasons. Okay, I'd love to hear. I it. think that Bulbasaur is the nibblerest of starting Pokemon. Yes, I agree. Based on yes, so that's my theory. That's true. Also, it only has one bulb. Yes, that's on, on also yes. That's a good point. Okay, so I think we're in agreement. Leela picks Bulbasaur. Excellent. <laughs> Who picks Charmander? <laughs> Um, I mean, Fry's got that red um, hair. Yeah, that's uh, that's just too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, we've got a whole a whole set of trainers here. All right, cool. Let's go battle some Pokemon. That was a good use of everyone's time. Was it? We did it. <laughs> it was tangentially Futurama related. <laughs> therefore, it's-, it's closer to topic than usual. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> Um, so let us have know. We, have we made it through half of this episode? We have not. Let us know which starting Pokemon you start with. I'm actually very curious. Tweet it back to Futurama. 
Look, I have my theories about figuring out stuff about people based on starting Pokemon type. Okay. Favorite fighters in Soul Calibur. Okay. Uh, I'm a Cassandra guy. Uh, what's the guy with the really big sword? I know that's not narrowing anything. The, the big, big sword? Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, okay. I, I play with him. Okay, that says a lot about you, but we'll get into that after the <laughs> podcast. That, that's a talk, talking back to the future on the talk podcast. Look, I would totally start a podcast where I just talk to people about what their main and soul caliber is because I find it an infinitely amazing topic. <laughs> I feel like you could do a similar uh, uh, one with Smash Brothers, especially now with uh, oh, Smash yeah. Brothers Ultimate coming exactly. out. Every character ever. Anyways, also let Luigi. us know, tweet, tweet at us who you main in Soul Calibur and Smash Brothers. I play, I play as Peach. I am a Luigi man. Although, although I will say, Snake is coming back and he is my jam. Interesting. All right. Well, anyways, let's get back to Futurama. <laughs> Should we? <laughs> now, what would Fry choose in Smash Bros? <laughs> we, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> We are pivoting mid-podcast to a different format. Back at Planet Express, Bender resolves... Oh, sorry. Uh, one note on the last scene we didn't talk about, but is very important. Fry has stowed away in the Nimbus. Yes. We missed it because I missed it. I just, I just saw him walk up. I've, I was trying to... One of my new roommate cats... I call them my roommates because I'm weird. You could call them cat roommates. My, we're doing more cat portmanteaus here. Catmates? Room cats? Cat meowts. I'm just going to go to meow for everything. So one of them was eating something gross. And so I paused it to get them to stop eating something gross. Now, what was that something gross? Little, uh, like, carpet bits from their cat tree. I've seen worse. Anyways. My dog eats a lot of weird stuff. So, yes, I missed him getting onto the Nimbus. Yeah, he, um, he, well, it, it kind of shows up at the end of the tier sequence where he's also he looks back and I think he also does the tier. And they're shipping off and he has a tier in the stowaway area. So. so, back at Planet Express, Bender is writing a letter with a really old-fashioned quill. Mm-hmm. A big old feather on that thing. Um, and he resolves to kill himself because he found out the league of robots isn't real which is an extreme reaction but he then goes to a suicide booth and uh pays uh five cents mm-hmm. the one that's on his uh little uh string yep i i would like to point out before we move on too much that he says in his in his note that in lieu of flowers please beat yourself in the face with rusty chains that is what he would have wanted. It's exactly what he would have wanted. He also pins it directly to Zoidberg. Right. Who says, ow. How thin is that shell, my man? Well, if, you gotta, if you've got a strong enough pin to get through that shell. It's true. I mean, that's got to hurt. It's true. you got a good point. Um, so he, yes, he goes to the suicide booth. He p- selects clumsy bludgeoning as his mode of death. And then right before he gets clumsily bludgeoned to death, uh, the floor opens up beneath him. And then he, uh, oh, I don't think we find out where he goes just yet. Because then we go to, again, it's the cutting between all the different things. We cut to 
Fry, who is in the lint trap of mm-hmm. the Nimbus, and as it releases out that lint, sort of uh, Empire Strikes Back-ish, sure. where they, they do the garbage dump, he floats out toward the, toward the anomaly. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, meanwhile, on the Nimbus, Zap orders to fire the UUM, which was the universe... Universe to universe missile. Yes. Okay. I, I only wrote down UUM. And then, mm. mm-hmm. and then Kiff uses successively bigger hammers to break open a glass case after a glass case to hit this big button, but then the UUM doesn't fire. Something broke down, and Kiff has to uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bender, who has fallen to the ground, the the low ground of wherever he fell to. Uh, is surrounded by hooded individuals until Calculon shows himself and that he is part of the League of Robots, the thing that existed the whole time. Right. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I did this a little bit out of order. Now the missile jams back on the Nimbus. Mm-hmm. Kiff checks it out. Bender then has to... That's, these cuts are... It's It's, it's hard to podcast this stuff, guys. Re- go back in time and rewrite how you wrote this movie, please. Come on, writers. Come on, director. Stop it. Do one thing at a time and do it well. Not Bender, seven things at the same time. Bender has to prove that he's worthy of joining the League of Robots. Um, and so it is a staircase with successively difficult tasks. And the first one is to drink the mug. And they all chant, chant drink, drink the, the mug. mug. Drink the um, mug. And then the next one is to drink a flagon. And they all chant, drink, drink the, the flagon. flagon. Drink the flagon. Bender asks... Do all these tests inv- involve drinking? <laughs> Calculon's like, you know, it never occurred to me, but yes. And and Bender's like, oh, <laughs> just like med school. <laughs> you know, Bender MD. Yeah, totally. So uh, back on the Nimbus, uh, Kiff is checking out what's going on with this missile. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's unjamming it. Yeah. He it, it goes to launch, but it like traps him in like... There are like clamps yeah. on it that sort of clamp him to the right. missile. So so Kiff is able to get it unjammed, and then Zap is just like, "I'm going. Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet?" And just jamming on that button. And then the moment it becomes ready, it clamps down on on Kiff, and he is. And the the missile door also clamps down on his legs. Right. So now he is stuck to the missile and stuck to the Nimbus door. Yep. And that missile launches. I just had a realization that that is a terrible way to die. Oh, yes. <laughs> just now, you say. I mean, it's a cartoon. I don't think about the logistics of actually being strapped to a missile in that scenario. Um, I mean, I if I get strapped to any missile anywhere, I'll be like, where did my life go? <laughs> I wrote code for a living. The, everything, everything stops, and then... Uh, you hear Micah's re- narrator say... The record scratch is like... <laughs> you may be wondering how I got in this situation. It all started during an episode of Back to the Futurama. It all started when I chose Bulbasaur as my starting Pokemon. <laughs> when I was... What? Seven? <laughs> eight? So... That's a long story. Yep. It's how I met your mother. Um, how, how I, I got met a- your messel... How I got attached to this missile. <laughs> How I met your missile. 
Yeah, that's a different thing. That's that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> so back at the League of Robots, Bender passes the last test, which is to drink a uh, like really old, expensive brandy or something. It's like an ultra rare thing, which he just grabs from Billionaire Bot and drinks the whole thing and eats the the bottle. And he passes. He's in the League of Robots. Woohoo! He finished the test of drinking. Uh, Fry is is kind of right at the anomaly, and he reaches the touch to cross over. Um, and then uh, Kiff shows up with attached to the missile, and it just kind of stops right in front of the anomaly, and they have a very awkward conversation where where they basically like, "How you doing? Pretty good." Uh huh. And then Kiff like retracts back. Yep. And that missile goes right back into the ship. Kiff explodes, and some of his goo gets on the sandwich that Zap is making. And Zap seems to really enjoy it. So yeah, Kiff has now exploded in a pile of goo. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that happened. Yep. Back at Planet Express, Amy is really sad. She's dressed in all black. Um, it's sort of, you know, like funeral yeah. clothes. And uh, there's just this glass jar of this green goo that used to be Kiff. And Amy's like, you know, at least uh, at least he died instantaneously and didn't have to suffer. And then Hermes is reading the old farmer's Wikipedia. <laughs> I didn't actually see that. <laughs> I love because That's as someone good. who goes on just Wikipedia rabbit holes all mm. the time. That's very good. It's very good. So he notes that uh, it says Kiff's species can actually suffer for up to six hours after death. And I believe Amy wipes a tear and says, that's fascinating. Bender then comes in. It's like, what? what is wrong with her? Did somebody die? Well, yeah, Kiff's dead. Nailed it! <laughs> Bender is just kind of an ass in this scene. Yeah. I mean, it's Bender. That's fair. So we go to Amphibious 9, where the funeral for Kiff is happening. Zap decides to pre- present Amy with the last picture of Kiff. Which is taken after his death. Yeah, it's literally him crushed by a missile. It's g- bad choice there, Zap. Just bad choice. The grand funeral director shows up. And um, it's, of course, the grand midwife. She has many jobs. All of them grand. And she tries to commit Kiff's remains back to the petroleum of his ancestors uh-huh. but it like a, a stubborn like ketchup. ketchup bottle it just won't come out and they're ta- like yelling at her to like whack the bottle and like no from the bottom that's how you uh, just and then amy's like just get a knife and scrape him out and i'm like that's perverse yeah yeah uh and then the when the the grand funeral director ends up getting most of it and just kind of tosses the rest out to the the rest of the it's Amy is very sad and doesn't think she'll ever love again. But um yeah. yeah. Zap is there to be creepy. Yeah. He does that. So back at the anomaly, Fry starts floating through the anomaly mm-hmm. and uh he's out of he's running out of oxygen, but he doesn't know it because like a, a zap of electricity breaks the sensor so he does not know that right. he's running low on oxygen and, and, and this new universe is kind of at least at the anomaly is very kind of stormy yep 
Um, meanwhile, the professors are in prison. Fulcrum, Fulcrum County Prism. That's a lot of science. It's very so, funny. Um, Leela brings in a delicious cake that uh, she tries to wink um, and actually pulls out these little glasses to the, with two lenses that allow her to like blink. It's a pretty good joke. It's a pretty neat joke. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to no. say about this cake joke. No. Um, so yeah, it's definitely not really a cake. Um, very clearly not a cake. Meanwhile, Bender goes to something called a horse repair shop. He's there to repair his horse. Uh, it turns out it's actually the secret entrance to the League of Robots lair. You say secret. How many places in the year 3000 and whatever do you, ha, are, exist for horse repair? Which is a thing I don't think exists now. Hey man, you never know what can happen in the next thousand years. There could be horse repair in the year 3000. True. We Who need knows? some breakthroughs to repair these horses, these majestic beings. I believe we're biting the McElroy's flavor. Probably. We do that a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> I did spend a lot of time talking about Pokemon, so, you know. Oh, yeah, we're already there. It, it's sort of this, the, the League of Robots is sort of this weird Victorian-era gentleman intellectual club. They're all sitting around a fire. Yeah. In comfy chairs, drinking alcohol, and discussing various robot topics. Which most of which are talking about how humans die. It's true. Billionaire Bot has a monocle made with a real human eyeball. Uh, Bender asks to see it and then starts smashing it. Because the bylaws indicate no humans can step foot in the League of Robots. And since, because uh, he had a human part, Billionaire Bot is now half human. That in that also ends up making hedonism bot expel another human part, which he plans on enjoying. Oh my! Gosh. I forgot you had a really good <laughs> hedonism bot. Oh, that's perfect. Because of his ability to rigidly apply the law with no regard for the intent of it, Bender is lauded. Back at the prison, uh, the cake is actually a smelloscope, which they use to. Smell the anomaly. They have to adjust it with a, a screwdriver that, luckily, the professor was shivved with earlier that day. Fortunate. They say some sciencey things yeah. that I forgot. Mostly, There's... the important thing is the professor wish wishes that he were not in prison. Right, because they definitely need to go tell the president about this. And then Pazuzu shows up, his old gargoyle, mm -hmm. and says... You have one wish left, Professor, and then takes him <laughs> out of the prison. Now, I want to know that backstory. Oh, I want to know everything about Pazuzu all the time. How do you get wishes from a gargoyle? See, this is the thing. I need to know. I, we desperately need to know. We don't have any wishes from a gargoyle. We need those wishes. What limitations exist on these wishes? Because I assume it's not a magic. Like, I, I can't just be like, I wish I could fly, and it just, like... Well, it is a gargoyle. It can it's fly just, you. But no, it's just going to fly me. I want to be able to fly under my own power. Oh, and see, I don't now, think it can do that because it's not magic. See, it could be one of those pedantic right. uh, gargoyles. It's like, oh, you want to fly? Well, let's go for a... I, I've gotten you two tickets on a flight, a Delta flight. It goes and steals me a, a prop plane that I don't know how to fly. Exactly. Well, you said you wanted to fly. I did my best. Right. So I want to know, know the limitations. I want to know how you get those wishes. Like, there's a lot of questions. What are the limitations on the wishes? 
And we don't have time to discuss it because we spent all of it talking about Pokemon. I like how we keep coming to back to the Pokemon being the problem here. And not the robot penises. And not the robot penises or any of the other <laughs> millions of things we talked about this week. Okay, so Pazuzu flies them out of prison. They go to the White House where Nixon is busy doing a Cosmo survey. Oh, wouldn't you be? As and, president? Uh, the professors, I don't remember what they say. I just noted yeah. that they are wearing, uh, they are attached by shackles to each other at the ankle and at the neck which seems awful it does seem bad yes um yeah they i didn't know what they talk about but they they're telling him about science and stuff meanwhile fry is drifting in the other universe little oxygen suffocating slowly he looks up and sees a massive white ball with pink tentacles all over it and it opens a single eye and then we get to be continued which means it, it is, is time, time for grades. The episode is hard to follow. It's it's going through two tracks to me, and it's like jumping back too too often, and not giving like Fry kind of has a piece here, and then wait for five minutes, and has another piece, and they're small pieces. And maybe that's just because Fry isn't given a ton to do. Right. And putting that all together would be kind of like, eh? But it just feels very disconnected. Like, I'll agree with that. Even the other plot where there's a lot going on, it's, you know, Bender and Kiff and Fry and Bender and Kiff and Fry and Bender. It just like feels like we're bouncing like plus, a pinball Plus back. the professors. Plus the professors. I mean, so, they've, they got a little bit, not as much as the others, but there's also the professors in that mix so too. So it feels like one thing happens and then we have to pinball somewhere else just to get to the other thing. And I... I've, I found it kind of jarring. Um, I could, I, not that I couldn't follow. It was just like, I, well, okay. But Fry has gotten to the anomaly from the Nimbus and that's all that happened in this scene. And like, what are we even doing here? We can just put him at the, the Nimbus when Kiff comes out. Now that we've seen him come out of the Lint trap or, or whatever. It just, it, it, it didn't feel very well connected. Even though these plots are intersecting in interesting ways, the, 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 the di- the directing style the 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 way that these cuts happened it felt weird. Other than that, I thought it was pretty reasonable. It was Fry's uh, Fry, again. Fry doesn't really have a lot to do, and his is not not a lot to do. But there's a lot of funny jokes. There's you know I I love the 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 wink blink kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think this also suffers a little bit from. It's the second part of a four part right. for a movie, so I can't give it too much. I think I'm gonna have to give it, you know, a C plus. I guess I don't. I just okay. I don't feel confident in that, but I don't really feel like I had a good time with this. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think this really suffers from the same thing that Bender's Big Score Part Two did, which it's, it's, uh, you know, it's part two of this bigger stuff. You're still working up to the climax of the story, which we're not going to get for, you know, more episodes yet. But unlike Bender's Big Score, you've got, you know, like we said, there are four different plot lines going on that will eventually all come back together. But you've got Fry doing his thing. You've got Bender doing his thing, which the League of Robots stuff doesn't feel like it goes anywhere in this because you can't really see the end game. Right. For the why is this even included? You've got the professors, 
and then you've got Kif's death. And they overlap here and there in little bits, but there's just so much going on. And because it's part two of four parts of a story, you don't get any resolution on any of it. Right. So as a single episode, this one was really rough because I like... I I just I mean I agree with you. I don't didn't really have a lot of fun with it. There were some pretty good jokes, but this I think more than any of the other episodes we've talked about uh that are are part of these movies, I think this one suffers the most from it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really recommend this episode just on its own. Like oh, I I wouldn't recommend any of the movies um, on their own. So, you know, I th- I think I'm going to I'm going to go real low on this one. I'm going to say C minus. Like Whoa. I don't think it's it's bad enough to be like, oh yeah, just like don't watch it. But, you know, it 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 really lacks a lot of the redeeming qualities that being that that viewing the entire movie in one sitting right. really uh would would give it. Right. I agree. Um and so you know, I mean, if you're watching the whole thing through, it's probably going to be a lot better. Sure. But, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we watched the last one. It's going to be another week before we watch the next one. And it leaves me disappointed. Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't think I can really give it much higher than that. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Like, it's it, it, it's one of those things where it's they I feel like they didn't really think like they wanted to do these movies. They realize they had to cut it up this way right and i don't think there is probably a way now i don't know it but but with cliffhangers and things like that and multi arc uh, multi um television arcs where you have four television shows episodes that are supposed to go together but each one has its own rise and fall that kind of leads to a bigger thing i feel like uh, and that's a that's kind of the problem because they were it, they were definitely built to be movies and retrofitted where exactly, you where you'd have yeah. to do the other way if you had each one rising and falling but they all had a, like a theme or something like that so it's 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 like you can't the choices that had to be made were never going to work because they're f- two fundamentally different right. things so it's it just fall i mean the second part of this one the second part of the last one kind of right. fall apart because and, of that decision and it's weird because like if you are just watching this as a movie this is where stuff is actually getting interesting i right. mean fry is on the other side of the anomaly there's this big strange being like you don't really know what it is yet right but it's this big circle thing with tentacles and an eye and kif is dead and you know, there's there's a lot going on that if I was watching this in one big piece, this is where I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm actually really invested in this. But because it's cut off here, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, right. it's it's tough to follow. It, it somehow doesn't work as a cliffhanger, even though it kind of it feels like it hits those beats. But it's just like. Okay. Right. So anyways, um. We would like to know what you think about Absolutely. this episode, about this whole movie in general. About anything we talked about in this episode, which who knows? There, there was a lot. Um, like I said, let me know who your starter Pokemon is. Let me know who your main in Soul Calibur is. It, let me know who insult- your main in Smash Brothers is. Please insult me for my choices. Thank you. 
Or, you know, if you just want to talk Futurama or just anything else, uh, we like hearing from you guys. It's kind of what keeps us going sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty of ways to do that. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. And we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, and send to your friends and... We can all go f- catching most of them together. And of course, we are also on Patreon. So uh, if you want to support this weird thing we do, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And to those of you currently sponsoring us on Patreon, uh, now that my move is almost complete, uh, I've still got some stuff to do, but uh gonna hopefully start putting up some more good bonus stuff up there for you guys Um, we've got uh i think next week is probably going to be our monthly live stream so we'll do that episode live and um you know lots of fun stuff for you to get in on absolutely and for those that that can't afford or you know just don't i don't want to support thank you for listening and we love you just as much And uh, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Going to go play some Pokemon. All right. I'm going to go get Pokemon Yellow and start with Pikachu. What? What? He surfboards and stuff. So until next time, (laughs) I'm Ben. I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.